You grew up knowing you could do anything. As a soldier in the U.S. Army, you'll test your limits and feel the pride of doing things you never thought possible. With guaranteed training in one of more than 150 career fields, up to $40,000 cash enlistment bonus, you'll earn a steady paycheck, get money for college, and gain valuable experience while you learn how to be a valued team leader. To find out more, call your local Army recruiter or visit us at GoArmy.com. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. You may not like your seats, but you'll love the show. Welcome to From the Cheap Seats, everybody. I'm Chris DeLambert, Brandon Atkins, Professor Trent Nichols hanging out with me. We're going to tell you everything there is to know about sports today. I have one question that I want to start the show with. Is there any profession in America that is as rife with nepotism as NBA head coaching and college and basketball coaching in general. Is there any question? That wasn't me. Who was that? Was that you? No. All right. Every time I check one of these coaching staff or or these coaching (coughs) threads that is tracking possible head coaches for these vacancies all over the NBA – I feel like if I took the first names off, I could be transported back to, like, 1989, 1995, whenever. Oh, that's nepotism. Yeah, I didn't know the that word, so <laughs> I didn't answer. I had no I idea see, what you were talking about. I could see Trent over there Googling and stuff like that. Why, why are you nepotism. trying to use these $5 words on this, Chris? <laughs> I, <laughs> had I had any idea that you guys were so ignorant, I wouldn't, yeah. have, I wouldn't have broke out a word like that this early. I think the only – the only, the only thing worse than the NBA is the NHL. You might there's be right. like 31 coaches that just once they get fired, they get hired by somebody else, and then that team hires whoever they fire to get the other guy. Yeah, but but what I'm getting there's at no is no new nepotism. See, you you guys don't still don't understand nepotism. Nope. It's all in the Nep- family. Nepotism is family. See what had oh. happened and what you're talking about. I'm looking here, and you know, Stephen Silas is interviewing with the Hawks. Paul Silas' kid. J.B. Bickerstaff is up for a job. Jay Larinaga, whose dad is down at University of Miami. All these people, it's like there's something in the DNA, and these mm. these general managers are like, well, you know, let's check their pedigree. And if they were, you know, if they weren't born in, in Lexington, Kentucky, they're not going to be a good horse. I, I don't understand it. Is there nobody out there? That's not part of a coaching family that might qualify for one of these jobs. It's kind of weird. Now there is something interesting I would, going I would on. Argue, you would argue, President of the United States, like George Bush, Senior Herbert Herbert Walker, whatever his name is. <laughs> the Bushes have had the politics on lockdown. So Chelsea Clinton, for what? Whenever <laughs> Trump's going to be impeached, <laughs> she's going to get elected. So. <laughs> Is that a right along? Yeah, I think is that's it a profession. 2020 or 19? 2018? Yeah. Uh, 2018? I don't know. I don't, you just said Trump's going to get impeached. Uh, and, and you do understand that if he gets impeached, that means Mike Pence gets to be president. And there are people out there who have thought that was the conspiracy <coughs> all along. Yeah. Was that's that a, they were going to get Trump in there and they were going to get him to do something crazy and bounce him so that Pence could be president. Oh. Which is kind of interesting because he has not failed to do crazy things 
But they can't get him out of there, and he just keeps doubling down. I'm going to do him more crazy. No, that's crazy. And I mean, the same thing is happening in the music business. Like, I, like, was on The Voice, and I did really well. And I'm half cousins with Britton Buchanan, and now he's, like, tearing it up on The Voice. So nepotism is, like, alive and well. Oh, I thought you were going to go with Willow Smith. Doing really well, oh my being God. the daughter of Will Stop. Smith. Stop. Stop. I will play some Jalen Smith, Justin Bieber for you if you don't stop. Willow, she whips her hair. I whip my hair back, back and, and forth. forth. I whip my hair back and forth. That is one of the worst things ever committed to. You don't even say wax anymore, but a CD. I don't know. Somebody somewhere. And God knows how many gazillions of dollars it made for somebody. It's unbelievable. But back to basketball coaching in general i just find it odd that all of these coaches kids who don't have any track record of success necessarily just you know they come through the ranks and they get a gig yeah just kind of wild why not now what you are seeing in the nba there are a couple of foreigners did i say that right foreigners who may be hired in the nba as head coaches have we ever had a non-American head coach in the NBA? Anybody you can think of? Mark Cuban. Anybody? Any? <laughs> I think uh, Dick Vitale was born in Canada. <laughs> that that says him. That's America. Nah, Remember, we established that with Kaplan the other day talking about golf. We, we established that Canada, for the purpose of conversations on this show, is America. So that doesn't. He's not American. I, Canada's not America. Canada's not America. Speaking of Canadians, it's though, North America. Speaking of things Canadian, well, how about Ron Francis getting bounced by the Hurricanes? What's that all about? He didn't just get bounced. He didn't just get bounced. What what happened to him then? Trent, you're more of a hockey guy than I am, but he got straight up disrespected by Dundon. Mm-hmm. They demoted him, and the NHL is a different animal. Nobody's loyal in the NFL, NBA. They have a better players' union representation in the NBA. But there's a true brotherhood in the NHL. And he got that's Ronnie Franchise. That all the Whalers caps, he want Dundon wants to sell and put on the heads of all his ticket holders. That that Whalers team was Ronnie Franchise's team. He helped sell that to Raleigh. Anyway, long story short, to demote him and then play like this same thing he did with uh, Peters. Play this like, I don't want to pay you, blah, blah, blah. Ronnie Franchise made him fire him because he was going to get all that money. Right, Trent. New drinking game. I've already taken three shots during this segment here. Anytime Brandon says Ronnie Franchise. You got a drink? Drink. I need to call an Uber. So, okay, but no, here's the deal. Ronnie Franchise was right, fired uh, so long tequila. ago. <laughs> he was fired so long ago. He was relieved of his GM duties, went into the front office, and then excused to go home. He was told to go home, and they turned his office into a man cave. So this is just the formal thing. The NHL, for the first time, has a Mark Cuban-type owner. This guy is Jerry Jones and Mark Cuban. He's going to do it his way. He's going to run his team like a business, and the NHL has never seen this before. Well, 
if I were running a business, I would have to have a place. The term man cave is so played out, I refuse to use that. But I do have one question. When Ron Francis, otherwise known as Ronnie Franchise, drink, drink tequila. Gulp. When he was moved into this brand new position that was created for him, mm-hmm. and then he was told, hey, go on to the house. We need your office. <laughs> was he getting paid? Mm-hmm. Well, you can't. Sign me up for that, dog. You can't fire Dude, somebody it's not that's about under the contract. Money, man. It's not about the money. They saved the money they're paying him on Peter's leaving. Peter's had an option on his year, and they said, hey, you can take this option or get fired or we're well, going to ship you out. What about Peter's performance with the Hurricanes for the last year in particular? Peter's did, Peters did everything he could to get him to this point, and now – they need to go a step above, and he wasn't the right coach anyways. And I agree Moore's with still you that he wasn't the right coach because <laughs> I think that the well, – go ahead. No, nah, I mean – Bill look, Peters. Bill Peters was there for four years, right, Trent? Yep. I watched him coach. His The, the way he – like I, this is the first year I was a full-season ticket holder. I watched his – his moves during the game, his substitutions, the way he killed Darling's confidence during the entire season. And then you're going to tell Ron Francis, not franchise, so nobody has to drink. <laughs> Whew, thank God. You're going to demote him and then ultimately fire him after he didn't just walk away like Peters did. Peters just walked away because it was a money thing. He went to Calgary. He's going to be the next coach of the Flames. Franchise meant way too much to the franchise of the Hurricanes. He was See, a, that's why you can't call him Ronnie Franchise, because then it gets confusing. See, franchise think, meant too much to the franchise. Brent, Brenda Moore means more to the Hurricanes might, than he, for Francis does. For new Francis grew for up new as people, a penguin. I know that, but for new sports fans in the hockey world, yeah, Brenda Moore, he might be the next head coach of the Hurricanes. He's got my vote, but I think the way they did Ronnie was wrong. You don't like demote him. Everybody knows what's happening. You just put him out the pasture and then fire him without one word in that statement of, or, or giving Ronnie a, a chance to even talk about his time with the Hurricanes. That's that's just not right. Trent, what's your last word on that? I think uh, next year. They'll play a nice little tribute video to him. He'll come out and wave to the crowd. We better make the playoffs. <laughs> what do you we mean, have the we? second pick. You're a Blackhawks fan. What are you talking about, we, bro? The yeah, that's, the, have other, the, that's second the other piece pick. of this, man, is that Carolina just fell into it. The second pick. The 11th worst record in the league, and they win the lottery. Well, you know, the NHL may throw a bone to a brand-new owner that's Bringing life back to a stumbling so uh, franchise. Smell a conspiracy. This Absolutely. Is, I will wow. tell you this. Absolutely. Not enough blame. You talk about Pittsburgh, Rutherford. Not enough blame is put on him. You got Paul Maurice and Laviolette playing against each other in the playoffs. Coaches. He ran them both out of town. Yeah. So don't even try that with Ronnie. Ronnie is like the sacrificial lamb. Rutherford, who like just go, watch this. Ronnie franchise will go to Pittsburgh with <laughs> Rutherford, and like they will reel off at least 
two Stanley Cups in the next five years. Oh, Watch it. Come on. <laughs> he just went up Pittsburgh's not even there. <laughs> he, he said they'll just be a dynasty. That's almost, Maybe they will. Chris, I love, like, you don't even know anything about hockey, bro. Like, so, I mean, why are you even stepping me, stepping to me like that? Well, that wouldn't be very hard. I mean, they could hire me and rattle off two more Stanley Cups no, in the I next mean, five post years. Sidney Crosby. Come okay. on, okay. That's right. what we're talking Maybe. about. Maybe. Maybe. Wow. All right, so. I think there is a conspiracy. I think, God bless it, the Carolina Hurricanes jump from 11th to 2nd with the pick. That's a franchise changing pick right there and this is it now dolan getting rid of everybody that was surround that he bought he better put the right pieces into play or he's going to look like a big old fool next season if they miss the playoffs a big old fool you i say. would draft gretzky's daughter if at all possible <laughs> that's the funniest thing you're going to say today she can be the coach that's pretty awesome yes gretzky's daughter so who's going to win the Stanley Cup this year? Since it's obviously not the Carolina Hurricanes. I'm. You know who America wants to do this, right? Well, yeah, everybody in America wants the Golden Knights to win the of course uh, Stanley they Cup. They look tough. I think the winner of the Winnipeg-Nashville season will be hoisting the Stanley Cup at the end wow. of the year. Okay. And I think it will be against Sidney Crosby, and they will not three-peat. Pittsburgh will lose to either Nashville or Winnipeg. But you think they breeze through the Capitals and then whoever comes Oh, they're not going to breeze through them, but they will break their hearts again. And they will have a very tough series against either Tampa Bay or Boston. Okay. Because both those teams are lit. You know, I think that as much as – I, I do think that a lot of Americans want Las Vegas to do this. Just to, it's just a great story. I think that's another conspiracy. I don't. Uh, I don't do you really? That. No, no, it's not. But I don't want that to happen. I think they need to come down to earth a little bit. Um, I'm. I mean, what have you seen sharks. that makes you think that they're gonna <laughs> come down to earth? Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> You're listening to From the Cheap Seats. Check us out. Krista Lambert, Brandon Atkins, two American patriots trying to make sports talk radio great again. The V Foundation and board member Robin Roberts are dedicated to declaring victory over cancer by funding cutting-edge research. Jim Valvano's greatest legacy is the V Foundation. You can help join the fight, give the gift of time. We need passion, we need teamwork and momentum. The time to act is now. There's not a moment to lose. Every dollar counts, every day counts. To find out how you can join us to defeat cancer, please visit jimmyv.org. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. All right, welcome back into that break. I was trying to say, check us out on social media at Cheap Seat Radio. But I was laughing a little too hard at these guys. It got all salty and like stormy weather in here. Brandon's like, I don't even know what you're talking about, Chris. You don't know anything about the NHL. I tell you what, I know enough about the NHL to know that the piece I read the other day that basically tried to make the case for anybody other than Gerard Gallant to be coach of the year was tripe. Hmm. There is no doubt, Mm -mm. and this should be unanimous, and I'm not sure they ought not just name the trophy after Coach Gallant. 
Gerard Gallant. Gallant. Gerard Gallant is the poor guy that got fired by the Florida Panthers that stood on the sidewalk at PNC Arena waiting for a cab to take him to the airport. And since then, I've loved the man. So you fucked him. God bless him for doing so <laughs> In good. In a biblical sense. No, you, I love you him. Knew him. That's so sad. Yeah, but I wish I was at the game. I would have hugged him. I would have drove him to the airport. Did you give him a ride? Did no, I offer? wasn't at the game. I saw it afterwards. I almost drove down there, but he was getting into the cab. You're 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 a nice guy. I mean, I that's what Uber's for, bro. Shoot, I didn't say I would drive him to the airport. I'd still charge him. You sound like you're you feel worse for him than Ronnie Francis. <laughs> But that's yeah, it. I'm glad you didn't do it because I'm 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 I tired of this back. drinking game already. I have zero care about Ronnie Francis. Nice. I'm sorry. Nice. Just one of the best to ever do it. That's all. Ever to do what though? That's the thing. Ever to do what? Well, I mean, he was exactly like not the same player. He was exactly like Brendamore, except that Brendamore won, right? So he traveled. All over the place. It's not like Brenda. Brenda Moore uh, was a flyer, right? Francis won probably three cups with Pittsburgh, two or three. Yeah, but he wasn't like the main attraction. Well, he was third. I, I okay. guess the he question like, too, though, is is on the on that Carolina Hurricane championship team was Ron Francis really the be all the end all? He lost. The time he was in the Stanley Cup with the Kirk, the Hurricanes, Brenda Moore won. Oh, there you and, go. My fault. I'm and was instrumental. The power plays he won essentially every power play in the playoffs. But my like, question is, you're, you're you're talking about Ron Francis being the best that ever did it. One of the okay. yeah, one of the. By the time he won it with Pittsburgh, he's a little washed up. Um, with Brenda Moore, he still had a, still had a little bit, very little in the tank, but he was still winning. Trent, back me up on this. Every power play he ever stepped up to, right? Yeah, he was, I mean, he's in the top, what? He is what? Second all-time in assists Okay. in his career. He was named to the one of the top 100 players of all time. He was an amazing player. He played 23 years. But what does that have to franchises. do with his with with him operating in the in running the front office? Absolutely nothing. There you go. That's Nothing. my point. See, but that's the thing. Just because he's a great name and he's a great – Wayne Gretzky was one of the worst coaches in the history Michael of the Michael Jordan NHL. is the worst owner in the history of professional Absolutely. sports. Absolutely. So what is – I mean, and I'm not trying to be salty about it. But, <laughs> There's no way you can be. But Ron Francis came in and it was like a homecoming. It was like the prodigal son has returned. What's happened since then? Bruh. I mean, we were the ones to jump on board at the break when we thought the, the the Hurricanes had a legit shot to make the playoffs, and they did nothing. I guess the question is, who do you get? Like, they had Palmeries twice. LaViolette <clears throat> won essentially with Palmeries' I actually players. think Dundon might come up with somebody off the wall. I wouldn't be surprised if you have a Theo Epstein type that he trots out there that's complete analytics and is not in the brotherhood and this recycling 
you know, system that is the NHL where it's just other people's garbage and you wind up in a good spot. And Gerard Gallant, who's shown he's not the greatest coach in the history of hockey, gets and hits just the right magical formula, has a team that has captured America's uh, attention and may or may not ever be able to replicate it again. It's just sort of this meat grinder. They just go round and round and round. I'm praying for that, Chris, but this guy made billions on subprime loans getting people into yes. cars that they potentially shouldn't have been into anyway. I hope, I hope, I'm praying for it. Well, I hope he gets it done. But, like, you know, everything doesn't, just because you can make a bunch of money doesn't mean you're, you're like, super smart at everything. Like, so Dundon needs. <laughs> or, so, or smart at anything. No. Some might say with regard to. Somebody we've already talked about. Anyway, I digress. Well, no, just my point is that I appreciate people who, like, get into positions and hire the right people. If he's already handled Ronnie's firing like this, I have my doubts. That's all I'm saying. Maybe he has somebody lined up already. Has he been on the phone with you, Trent? No. Well, we know he hasn't gotten you lined up. Well, no, yeah. We haven't talked on the phone. Text a little bit. You know, whatever. (laughs) Ricky is available. Bricky is available. Bricky could. Actually, I, I take it back. Bricky is no longer available. He's coaching. Bricky is coaching again. You what? didn't know this, dude. No, that's what is that so why he's not here? There is a new NBA development league that is starting next season. The G League? No, this is the a P League. Yeah. What? NBA P. And they have a Raleigh franchise. And Robert Bricky is the head coach. Shut the front door. I swear it's true. He will catch us up on it in a week or two. Robert. But yeah, he was like, I didn't tell you guys about that. Now I can do it. Because that's why he wasn't able to stay at the dodgeball tournament this weekend. Because they had an open tryout going on. And he had to be up there to supervise. Was that that secret meeting he had to write his proposal for? Mm, Could be. That's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. That might be. But um, yeah, that's I, the big news I got out there. Some, I got some business. I got to. Right. I want to see if he needs a video coach. I'm just wondering because I don't know, and I didn't do any research because I don't care at that level. Um, I'm wondering if the team has a name already, mm. and if they don't, I think we should come up with a name. Well, yeah, the, yeah I think that'd be perfect. I did. I think talk we should to have him. the broadcast rights for it and do I, that. I'm working play on that. Play I'm trying. Talking, right? right? Mm-hmm. Play by play. Mm-hmm. Before you he left. Before he left the dodgeball tournament. Yes. I asked him, I was like, so when should I be there? And he was like, you don't need to do this preliminary tryout. You'll like, be there you're for good. the final tryout. Like, no, he just said, you're going to come in for final workouts and stuff like that. So, And I told him about my game. He really didn't know a whole lot about my game, but I told him a whole lot about it. I'm more of an inside-out player with like crazy skills from three-point land. But that's pretty much it. Well, I was glad that I called you in advance to tell you to bring your shoes just so you were ready just in case. Yeah. But I'm trying to figure out, did Robert leave before or after my team beat yours? I don't remember when he left exactly. It was before or after we beat you guys and put you out. All right. Do you want to be truthful about this? Oh, yeah. I want to be completely truthful because my best friend tried to, like, leave me out in the cold. And the plan, Trent, had been for Brandon and I to join forces with the Godfathers, so that the winners of the first championship, Brandon and I, and the winners of the second championship, 
like the like the Wonder Twins mm-hmm. came together. I go to get water from our good friends at Piggly Wiggly. Thanks, Greg and Nancy Adams, for hooking up the water for this event. Thank you, guys. Come back, we love you. and Brandon's like, change of plans. I'm going to play with Ed Snyder and uh, JB. Hmm. And I was like, oh, well, uh-huh. And he's like, yeah, well, you can you can play with those guys. Oh, okay. So I call my buddy, Chris Rodriguez, who is there to watch, who's there in like some Timberlands and jeans and a button-down shirt. And I'm like, hey, Chris, you're going to have to come be our six. And he's like, I didn't come to play. I was like, no, no, you're gonna, all you need to do is like stand there, be pretty, show off the beard. Sign he works for Mountaineer, Mountaineer Beard Products. Mountaineer Beard Products, really nice for your beard. Check it out. So, so the, hold on. So Chris rolls out there, and then we run off seven straight wins. We win the championship. Okay, so that's your story? Yeah. Championship. That's exactly what happened. Okay, so the team that you like most graciously went to, what did they do last year? They won. Yeah, they won the whole thing, right? Yeah. Bunch of young guys. They're not no, good no, looking, no. athletic, all that. I didn't know you were into them like that, but no, they're not, not young. No. They're no, they're younger than us. Younger like than us, good, but we're old. Dude, they're almost fifty. Handsome. He's he is handsome. a good looking guy. Yeah, he he's a good looking dude. I have a no offense to anybody else on that team. No, Ken, no they're all good looking. Ken is a really nice looking gentleman, but Ken Breton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I'd give him my desert heat wings. <laughs> Whoa! All I'm saying is. Here's the deal. Like, so we didn't have enough players on each team for a couple of teams. So we like Chris is the organizer. And by the way, God bless you, son. Like you put a lot of work into that and you get no help. It's so awesome and it's for a good cause. But it comes time to like, you know, can can you be on Kim Britton's team or Ed Snyder and JB's team? And you start to lean way, it's like a wind's blowing you up. Over to like Kim Britton's team, but didn't you Last work with Ed and JB? I did, and that ultimately made my decision yeah. for me. But but it, I actually, but it was a decision that you made. Okay, I, I'm just I'm I just made checking. the sacrifice <laughs> to be on a team. Ed and Josh. I Brandon Atkins sacrificed to be hold on up, your team. Hold up, hold up. I made a sacrifice to play on a team. <laughs> Who has a Pittsburgh Steelers multiple? All of them are Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, fans. yes. That's they are. why. That's another reason why you want to be a fan. But then also an actor, singer, and an entertainer was on the team, and you all know who the who he is. is. Wait a minute, Kelly? Sean Powell was like the star of the Sean show. Powell. Sean was the star of the show. He got hit a thousand times in his face. His glasses blew up. We'll take more on the other side. Check it out. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio. Imagine if I told you that an earthquake was going to hit tomorrow right where you live. in magnitude with aftershocks occurring twice 25 minutes apart. You'd no doubt talk with your loved ones and you'd make a plan today. It's true, I can't tell you an earthquake will happen tomorrow, but what if it does? Shouldn't you have a plan? Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait, communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. 
when it comes to saving money, don't act like a baby. Goo goo gaga. Be the boss and make a budget. I'm the boss, baby. You're the boss of me. I am the boss of you. Or not. M2. Or not. M2. Need a little help? Aren't you going to do any work? I'm very busy delegating. Create a personalized savings plan. We can share. You obviously didn't go to business school. And get other tools and tips at feedthepig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Hello, I'm Rob Beckley, lead singer of the band Pillar. I served in the Army Reserve for eight years, and it taught me lessons in teamwork, leadership, and organizational skills that I still use today. Serving part-time in the Army Reserve also offers skill training, money for college, and bonuses up to $20,000. So if you're up to the challenge, talk to your local Army Reserve recruiter today or check us out online at GoArmyReserve.com. You too can be Army strong in the Army Reserve. And now, from Sanford, North Carolina, Chris Lambert and Brandon I got money, Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. I'm Chris Lambert, Brandon Atkins, Professor Trent Nichols. And if we repeat ourselves, please forgive us. Because we just lost a half hour of show and I don't have any idea what we talked about in the past half hour, except I think that I remember that you guys don't know what nepotism means and you both think that Ken Britton is really hot. That's all I remember from the whole segment. That and hockey, blah, blah, blah. I feel like the whole show is like that movie. <laughs> remember the movie Memento? Like where you just didn't know where you were. If, if I say Ronnie franchise, drink tequila, does uh, that mean anything to anybody? I, I don't, don't know. know. It's like a distant dream. I don't know, man. I know that I'm not allowed to be on Ken Britton's team because I'm not part of the bash ballers <laughs> or whatever the hell you call yourselves. <laughs> That'd be the Dodge Fathers. <laughs> yes. The ball so they bashers. were formerly known as the Godfathers, and Brandon had the cool idea that he and I were going to join and we were going to call the team Godfather 3 because it's the third time around. Hmm. Dodge Fathers, though, I think is pretty cool. And I, and there's a secret handshake and everything. So we went and had beers after after to celebrate our victory. Yeah. And uh, Well, hopefully yeah. all the ripping on the Shawn Michaels or whatever his name was. <laughs> hopefully all those I'm ripping sure on, the, on the Powell. midget. So I don't know if we told the story about Sean Powell's glasses jumping off his head or not. I don't know. But so if happened, we did, sorry, I'm going to recap. Sean Powell is not a large man. <laughs> he is bigger than the imp and bigger than Webster, oh. but he is smaller than, Muggsy I don't know. Muggsy Bogues? Oh, God. No, he's not smaller than Muggsy Bogues. But, but maybe he is. I don't know. What is Muggsy Bogues? 5'6"? Yeah. He might be. Because I think Sean is probably 5'5", five, 5'6". Five, five, but that's not comically small. It's small for an NBA player. So that is what Sean Powell is. He's small for an NBA player. But he took several shots to the face. To the point where he got one streaming to his face so fast that his glasses said, oh, hell no, nah, and We're jumped out. off of his face right before impact. I am telling you that those glasses broke into 15 pieces and then came back together when they hit the ground. Those Everybody glasses, in the place was like, his glasses exploded, but they were intact. Huh. It was the craziest thing ever. I think that's an upgrade at LensCrafters. You can have that happen. <laughs> 
But yeah, it's he like looked at me and was like, no, that was, that was a headshot. Huh. And I was like, no, headshots count double. And bro, like I could not catch any of those balls. Like I could, I tried, I would tell the whole team, don't try to catch them. They're too hard. And as soon as one came by me, I'm like trying to catch it. And I got, I, you know, I tried. did you ever catch a ball? Yes. He was by, on the winning team. By y'all. anybody. I, know, I only went out once. By anybody older than like, you know, three or four years old um, on the other see, t- squad. That's questionable. No, but it, you know. The Bohemian long haired dude. I am just a I'm a superior athlete. Mm-hmm. I just want to give a shout out there Sound to to Jeff at Libations for wearing our T shirt. Yes. From the cheap seats. And that's not the only one that he owns. That he has told me on several occasions is his favorite workout gear. And that he likes to talk the show up when he's out there working out. Well, before I knew he was going to be on the team that I was on, he walked up and I was like, yeah, I see from the cheap seats. And he was like, I wouldn't have worn this damn shirt if I thought you were going to be here. <laughs> you know, I wear that. Set me. I, what kind of beef you guys got? We got no beef. He oh, just okay. didn't like, you know, he's, you know, he's one of those tough love kind of guys. You know what I mean? You got to get to know him. You got to, you know, Jeff is a real good guy, but he don't want to give you too much love on the front end. You got to earn that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Speaking of libations, we will be there Wednesday night. Uh, What is that? May 3rd? May May 2nd. May 2nd. No, Is it May 2nd? Yes. It is May 2nd. You're right. May 2nd will be their host and trivia from 6 to 8. Libations, purveyors of fine wine and craft beers in downtown Sanford. Come check it out. Play trivia with us. This week's category that was teased last week for the first time is the NBA playoffs. We will be asking questions about the NBA playoffs. That'll be one of the five or six rounds we do, uh, depending upon how time is. I get chastised if we go too far past 8 o'clock. People are like, got to sit her, got to go home, blah, blah, blah. But uh, 6 to about 8 and when I say six, eh, about six fifteen, because I'm perpetually late to things like this. Y'all stop whining. But about man. two hours. Yeah, it's cool. fun. Look, it is dude, fun. you're drinking beer and it's fun trivia. Stop whining. It is. You know. Now the tease for next week, which, if my math serves, would be May 9th, will be. Tell it, Trent. The Avengers. The Avengers. The Avengers. A movie so good. My wife saw it twice in like the first four days that it was open. Okay, so real quick, everybody oh. knows in the room that I have the worst radio voice, right? It's well, it's known. not the worst, but can you do your best? You versus Trent, Chris, your best adventures uh, intro voice, like a deep one. All right, Trent's <coughs> clearing his. There you go. I man, I need it. I need a script. All right, Trent, you jump in here since he's scared. You do it, like you know. Do something like the Avengers. In the entire history of humanity, there have been few people with the powers to protect the universe. These people are known as the Avengers. How was that? That was dope. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little turned Trent, on. Go right, get Trent, some of that. Now, now yeah. what's up? Right, Trent, you got to bring it. Go. <laughs> When the world comes crashing at you with dark, evil powers, there is only a few select human beings that can conquer evil. The Avengers. 
All right, now I oh, want to try tight. something. That's I want to try something. I want to try something. I want to. I want to do it in character here. Hi, y'all. I'm Brandon Atkins. Let's go watch the Avengers kick somebody's mind. How was that? Was that good? That was nice. That was good. Yeah. Chris Lambert. That was really insanely mean. What you just did to me. So, Trey, you haven't seen the Avengers yet, is that no, right? No, sir. It's because it, the meanness that originally existed in this half hour had to manifest itself somewhere. And it couldn't be all of these Sean Powell is a, is a tiny human being, because that, that's mean. You almost said Sprite, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you almost said, like, fairy or something like that. Hey, anyway. you know what? I figured out now, all this time that I was ripping on him for taking headshots in dodgeball, dude, he's an actor. Takes headshots. That was lame. It's just the universe. That, dude. No, sorry. no, that was really lame. So you haven't seen the Avengers yet? <laughs> no, sir. All right, can I spoil it? No, just one, just one little dude, thing. Dude, okay, listen. No, no, no. I got this one. Little I haven't piece I seen any Iron Man movies. Oh, my God. I've never That's seen right. any Thor movies. I forgot Thor you're that guy. Movies. I yeah, would well, have to watch. Why are you going to see the Avengers? Why not? There's why, nothing why, else why out. Why would you go see it? You haven't seen a single Iron Man film. There's nothing else out. You haven't seen any of the any of the Thor movies. Nope. Chris, you're talking to the same person that's seen all the Groucho Marx movies, right. okay? I have them all on DVD. Hey, oh is God. it wrong that I, I'm having a Team Thanos t-shirt made? No, that's pretty cool. I can. It's happening. That. Now, here's the thing with here's the thing with Avengers. For anybody that hasn't seen it. There are these giant dwarves. Is it a real thing? Yeah, it's like a big. Yeah. It's a big the, Sean Powell. The, the, <laughs> these giant dwarves <laughs> that are able to—they're like math, the best, the best master craftsmen in the universe. Are they from Galaxy of the Guardians? The little tree people? No, oh. they're they're Trent, dwarves. You haven't but seen like it. People, Stop people. asking questions. Let but Chris. they're giants, so they're giant dwarves, which made my head hurt. An oxymoron. But yeah, Peter Dinklage, Jumbo Shrimp from Game of Thrones. Uh huh. He plays a giant in the film, which was the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. It was amazing, and that is a true story. And I don't think that I spoiled anything for anybody. Does uh, Iron Man Tony Robbins die? <sighs> Tony Robbins does not die in the film. Whether or not Thor Tony dies? Stark passes, I will leave out there because I don't want to spoil anything. Because I'm not that what guy. About Noah Syndergaard, Thor. <laughs> Does he die? Noah Syndergaard does not die in the movie either. Tony Robbins and Noah Syndergaard do not die. Because you know Superman Jacob died DeGrom in Batman vs. Superman. does not Superman. die either. Superman died in Batman vs. Superman. Gotcha. No, I, well, all back. I know is that Superman is in the new Mission Impossible movie. And I just want to know, did we need another Mission Impossible movie? How many um, Mission... I'll give you a dollar if you can tell me how many Mission Impossible movies there are. Um, I think there's seven. Yeah, you don't know. Do you know? I know... I think there's at least four. I think there's five. I don't have any idea. Five or six. My point he is they're doing right. another one with Tom Cruise. Did we need no, another one? No. Who goes to see that? Who goes to the theater to see Mission Impossible? Tom Cruise and his church people. That must be it. It must be a Scientologist thing. We're like, hey, field trip. Tom's got another movie. You know, Who the in thing the about hell it, the thing needs a Mission Impossible movie. The Mission Impossible movie that lost me, I think it was the first or second one. <laughs> but when he gets blown off the helicopter oh. onto the train in yeah. a tunnel, I was like, I'm out. And then just after those movies came out, then the Liam Neeson movies and all oh these other God. good Take movies. It. Taken was the best movie. It just Liam Neeson played a pirate 
fused with a ninja, fused with a cowboy. It was the most amazing movie. And now they've made two sequels to it. No, you don't get to do that. No, you just do that one just thing. Just do the one yeah. and let it be cool. Have Every, a, have a and special. And now his third cousin, twice removed, has been taken. It's Why do you have to do this? And I tried. I tried so hard. When I first got access to every movie that ever existed in the history of humanity on that perfectly legal device that I have at my house. Bootleg. SAG card? Something like that. <laughs> I tried. I told my wife, I'm going to do this. I need you to let me do this. And she's like, only after I'm asleep, dude, because that sounds lame. I tried to watch all of the Mission Impossible movies back to back to back. Oh. I made it like two thirds through the first one and was knocked out. Uh, the first it's one was boring. Right. Well, no, you know, and then eventually, I fired it back up to watch the second one. I'm like, this is boring too. Eventually, the movie is going to be like Liam Neeson going, "I have a special set of skills." Wait, you're taking Uncle Henry? I don't give a. <laughs> Go ahead and take oh, yeah, him. Like good. I'm good. Yeah, He's the number, one family member I don't really care about. Right. Kill That's kind of how it's out with that. I'm busy that day. But Taken, I do have to give, that is a great movie. And you knew it was going to be. And Liam Neeson, he's like a tough guy in the first place, or at least a pretend tough guy. Tom Cruise is five foot four. I never saw Taken. I will have, you haven't seen Taken. Nah. Taken's a good flick. Yeah. That's oh, a really, dude, really good flick. You haven't seen flick, any dude. good movies. No, I haven't really. Well, see, that's, that's the other thing really is my brother Baron used to live up in New York. He used to work in Manhattan. And he went to a gym in Manhattan. And he was up on a treadmill running. This has been... I don't know, 15 years ago. And some little kid got on the treadmill next to him. It was Matt Damon. Nice. Some little kid? It was Matt Damon. He's that small. Oh, all these all actors. Really small. I feel like we little would guys be. With big heads. Your, your head's not big enough. I'm, and I'm for real about that. Is film, your, <coughs> the big head people sort of play well on film. Huh. That's a real thing. That's like Weird. one of the secrets to get And like Jason Bourne's dope. Like at least the first or second one when he like I think where they lost me when he like killed that dude with a rolled up magazine. That was about where That's I got dope. out on that one. But you know when he when he did Top Gun, who was the who was the co star? The blonde. Uh Anthony Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> the girl. Oh, Kelly, who was the, uh, Kelly Preston. Preston. Was Kelly yeah. Preston. You know that he had to sand on like <laughs> Hey dude, Anthony Edwards was a co star. <laughs> Goose, talk to me, Goose. How many times do I say that a week? Talk to me, Goose. Um, it, but they had to, she had to like wear flats through the whole thing, and he had to stand on like peach crates through the entire movie so that he would appear to be real size. And he has a middle tooth. Did you know that? Huh. Look it up. Oh Look yeah, it up he's got a middle tooth. I promise you, you're going to be freaked out. It's going to change your perception forever. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats. Crystal Lambert and Brandon Atkins always help me with my draft picks, but I sure wish they would stop hanging out with Zeke Elliott. When I was just a tiny baby, I was stolen from my parents. I was imprisoned in a cramped cage and was touched and photographed completely against my will, solely for somebody's profit. Then I started to grow bigger, and they locked me away for life. If you knew that was the life of a tiger cub, would you still pay to pet her? Learn how they're exploited through petting and photo ops at cubabuse.com. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. 
I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. But if you really want to know what's going on, Professor Trent, they should listen to you and me, Diamond Dave Kaplan. We've got a better grasp on sports, I think. It's astute analysis. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. So, as some of you out there know, there are times where we have a camera in the studio, and I wish, God, I wish this was one of those days, because the looks on Trent Nichols' face throughout that break were absolutely priceless. Am I lying? Oh, yeah. He did not know that Tom Cruise has a middle tooth. Oh, I do And he now. looked it up, and he, he went into this a disbeliever. And now you know. Isn't very, that crazy? Very odd. That one of the guys who's been one of the most pined after men on the planet by all these women. First of all, I don't realize he's five foot two. And then he has a middle tooth. His teeth are so crooked. He has one that comes straight down and has a middle tooth. And Isn't the gum is like thing? so much more retracted. Right? Like, so it's super it's crazy. long. It's crazy. Oh, you know, that's going to be my new profile picture. I'm going to zoom a, in on it. If you were a baby tiger, would you be <laughs> what would you choose to be locked in a room that where somebody was going to pet you for the rest of your life and take care of you or be locked in a room with a middle, person with a middle tooth? Oh dude, I'm I'm getting petted. Yeah. I'm getting petted. And just think about him as Lestat. In the interview with a vampire, like all the other vampires are like, all right, I see the fangs, but what's that? He should have a question. fang. He should have had like a beak. I wonder as a vampire if his nickname was like Bowling Ball because he makes the three holes for it. But he's made a huge career out of Oh, I mean, that's of, an understatement. He's a great actor, too. Dude, um, and he was the worst actor in The Outsiders. He, but he's, star- that a bit he's starting to get a little long in the middle, too. <laughs> Uh, but Trent didn't know. Yeah. Now you do. And yeah. anybody else that's out there that doubts me, go to the web and look at Tom Cruise's teeth. Yeah. It's kind of bizarre. Um, what what other kind of abnormalities? I was going to say deformities, but that's not very politically correct. What kind of abnormalities can you think of that some of these other stars have? Mm. Who's the Who's the girl from Transformers? Oh What's yeah, Megan she's Fox? got the um, extra fingers. Yeah, Megan, Megan Fox. Fox. She's got. Didn't she have? Does she have web fingers, yeah. or does she have little stubby fingers? What is it? It's something. Maybe it's a little tiny thumb. Look her up, Trent. Megan Fox. She's got something weird going on with her hands. That's I know all you I have a lot of Megan Fox stuff saved on your phone. He so does. Let's try it. Ooh. Oh, that man from uh, Beverly Hills 90210. What, what's he got going on? Nothing. That's oh. Megan Fox's <laughs> husband now. It's her husband. Which one? Brian Austin Green? Yeah. Oh, or okay. He's, he's a rapper. Did you know that? Mm-mm. Yeah, he was. Absolutely. 100%. Now, LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. I said it a couple weeks ago, and I never finished my thought. Indiana had a major impact on this year's playoffs. Oh. What's going on? Oh. What do we got, Trent? What have you found? What'd you see? Dude. Show one me. One of her thumbs. Yeah, I know. Are th- it looked like it got crushed by a hammer. Right? Like, look at that. It's horrendous. Yeah, she's got those little crazy stubby 
stubby thumbs. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever see the movie Boomerang where like Eddie Murphy would break up with women because their toes? Oh were yeah, weird? they had toe jam. He would totally not date her. That's crazy. It is kind of crazy. I know she's off my radar now. Yeah, <laughs> completely off the radar. Back to the back to the. Indiana oh, and Pacers. this is my Mark Jackson mid-game LeBron James cutaway to the commercial. LeBron James. That's Mark Jackson. That was pretty good. Uh, That's pretty good. How come Mark Jackson doesn't have a job in the? He's NBA? about to, right? Is he? No. Knicks. Is he going to the Knicks? No. You don't think so? I don't know. He needs another job. They said the uh, coaching search is over, so we should find out soon enough. Hmm. I'm still saying Jeff Van Gundy. I don't know about that. What do you think, Brian? I don't think they've even talked to Jeff Van Gundy. Meta World Peace wanted to be their coach. (laughs) I'd get Quinn Snyder. Quinn Snyder's not under contract. Everybody wants Quinn Snyder. Remember, before any of us were talking about, maybe you, Chris, because you're an NBA junkie, Robert Brickey was sitting right there with Trent, is sitting right now about two months ago and was like, Quinn Snyder is the most uh, most underrated coach in the NBA. Quinn Snyder's nice. I got to give I, him props. I know they're two dookies, but I got to give Robert. He called that way hard before. Hard to argue with it, man. But here, here's here's what I'll ask you: Is given that Jeff Capel has bounced out of Duke and gone on, he got bounced. No, I mean he he bounced. He bounced. He didn't get bounced. He bounced and is on to be a head coach again. There doesn't appear to be a successor in waiting for Coach K at Duke anymore. Could Brett, Quinn Snyder? No. Could Quinn Snyder be number one on that list, and why not? Because just like you guys shoot down my Brad Stevens theory, once he's in the NBA, he's successful, respected. Why would he go back to college? Are you kidding me? And deal with that? Are you kidding me? What? Who in the NBA, not named Greg Popovich, has been in their job more than? Six years. I think NBA Quinn coach Snyder will be if most, he keeps up. Maybe. But coach what's going to happen with – going to coach for six more years? But here's my thing. But he's not going to leave Utah to go to Duke. Inevitably, Quinn Snyder is going to wind up on the hot seat in the NBA because coaches just don't stick around. They're, they're the scapegoat. Like Billy Donovan. Bye-bye. Yeah. Billy Donovan. Gone. See ya. Billy Donovan, who with you. never should have left Florida Florida in the first place. Nope. Eric Spolstra? Eric Spolstra is an exception, and I think people forget how long he's been there, but how long before Spolstra is the he's fall He's been guy. successful, though. He has. Every year. Even after. He has. I, I got you. The big three. Yeah. I, 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 no, that's I, what I'm saying. I'm not that's arguing why with he's that. still there. But, okay, so we've got oh, Pop. he's been there longer than six years. We've got Pop and we've years. got Spolstra. Who else? Stevens is in year five. That's five years. And that's and like a long time where. in the NBA. Yeah. My point is, is that if Quinn Snyder, who's not an old guy, Quinn Snyder's what our age, late forties. Nah, Something man, like he's more your age than my age. <laughs> I appreciate that, bro. <laughs> so Quinn Snyder's definitely just, not my I, age. I would say Quinn Snyder's less than fifty. Why would he not go to the NBA or go to the NCAA and coach the same place for the next fifteen years? Because I think he's a uh, he has NCAA violations that would put him. No, and all I, I understand. From Missouri, I, I think it's just the the pro game, man. It's just like NFL. Like, what have you done for me like, lately? There's not a whole lot of Bill Belichick's. 
Ron Rivera, I guess, has been in – it's not quite like the NFL. You get a little more shelf life. But not like in much. the NBA, Ron Rivera, Ron Rivera is very, very, very fortunate to have held on to his job a couple of years ago before the Super Bowl run because he was on the hot seat for two or three years there and was on yeah. his way out. And yeah, he was a riverboat, riverboat yes, run. Yes, and there were a lot of folks, and he, he hung on by the skin of his teeth. And that just shows you how fickle it is because then he turns around there in the Super Bowl. Well, I'm not trying yeah. to switch gears on you. I'm year. just thinking the pro game is like so like – that's why I'm like um, – what's our guy at Villanova? What's his name again? Coach Ed Riley. Jay Riley. Jay Wright. Jay Wright. Jay Wright. Right. Not Riley. Jay Wright. Hey, That's up, why Jay he would Riley? be an absolute idiot for making a jump to the pros. He's like a god in Philly. Well, the other thing oh, with, with people forget, I mean, there's there's some of these schools that are smaller schools. There's a difference between having to dump the money into having a top-shelf Division One football program. That's a hundreds-of-million-dollars type operation. You get a small private school, you can build a basketball program. Mm-hmm. Villanova can pay him as much as anybody else in the country can pay him because they don't have to pay for all of the other stuff that goes around. And Villanova doesn't have any football, so all their boosters, all that money gets funneled straight to the basketball program. Jay they Wright can make a gazillion dollars it's there. It's like D3. Yeah, that's my point. But, okay, just say Utah, though, how long was Jerry Sloan their coach? Long Too time. long. So they have a track, rac- they have a track record of They do, and Utah's not got the like press Pittsburgh. who's going to be beating down the door and all the rest yeah. of that stuff. But – Utah, we've talked about this before. Guys, what free agent's trying to go to Salt Lake City? What black NBA player is looking at, like, of all the places in the country I can go, I want to go to Lily White Salt Lake City. I want to go to be a part and enjoy the nightlife in Salt Lake City, Utah. How many of that? You think Charlotte's a bad city for nightlife? Come on, man. Dude, Salt Lake City's pretty dope. Dude. It. Don't make me pull demographics up there, man. How many black people live in Salt Lake City, Utah? I'm for real. Because I guarantee it's less than 5%. Are you counting the black Mormons? No, I'm... Oh, my God. I'm just telling you, dude. Salt Lake City is not a mecca to which... Dude, I get you. I get you. So, if that's the case, how are you going to have sustained success out there? I mean, you just continue to pay players the way at the rate people are... Paying players, you know? How about I mean, work out with words. Gordon Hayward? They could pay oh, Hayward more than Boston wow. could. Yeah, All right, so how, Hayward, Hayward left to go to a big market. What do you think about Oklahoma City versus Utah? I think they're both in the same boat. Okay. I don't think one is in a better situation than the other, and that's why I think Paul George is going to leave OKC, and OKC can't get rid of Carmelo Anthony fast enough and I'm I'm trying to figure out what sucker is going to give Carmelo Anthony his next deal. Dude, he straight sucks. Now. I agree. L.A. No, Lakers. It I, would not surprise me at all if they give him something approaching a max deal. And it is unbelievable to me. Here's the thing with Carmelo. Is it's not just the GMs. The players in the league still have this affinity for this guy and treat him – as if he's a star in the NBA, and he ain't. Okay, very quickly, don't linger on it. Where's LeBron going next year? Philly. Okay, Melo will go with them. They can't afford at that. At a discounted that, rate. That's not going to happen. He'll discount that's it. That's not going to happen. He'll go LeBron, play with Melo. That's not going to happen. They are too close. Just he, like he, they tried to do with Wade, he's going to go ride with LeBron nah. for one year. No, no, no. 
Can I, I just I, say I, I this? Like the, I like the observation. I just don't think it's going to happen. Can I just say this? Sure. LeBron doesn't want him on his team. Dude, He's I hope sorry. LeBron doesn't go to Philly, though. He's sorry right now. Well, we'll try and figure out what's left for OKC now that it's all blown up in their faces on the other side. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio. You know what really gets a party started? Indoor baseball. Yeah, just find a broom or a pool cue, and you can use, like, anything as a ball. Cans, bottles, shoes. Hey, bro, toss me that avocado. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Underage drinking and driving, the ultimate party foul. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. I'm Chris DeLambert. I'm Brandon Atkins. I'm Professor Trent Nichols. Coming to you from the cheap seats. All right, welcome to the second hour from the cheap seats. I'm Chris DeLambert, Brandon Atkins, Professor Trent Nichols. Anybody excited about the World Cup? Oh, I am. I am. Are you really? Heck yeah. Are you? Viva la Mexico, baby. Really? Bring it. You jump on the uh, Mexican bandwagon. Of course. Okay. How about you, B? Uh, not at all. No. I um, love the World Cup. I want I want Portugal to win the World Cup. I really do. Cristiano Ronaldo, to me, outside of America, is probably the biggest athlete on the planet. And I, I hate that America is not in this because America is not going to be paying attention. But you legitimately – this is this is wild because it's almost as if you have LeBron and Jordan at their prime playing against one another and neither one of these guys has won the big one and they're indisputably the best players of the last 20 or 30 years. See, and I'd go with the other guy. I'd rather see Argentina win the World see, Cup I'd, and certain get Get rid, exercise those demons that Messi's carrying with him because he's known as not being able to win for his country. Well, and you know, Messi had said after the last World Cup he was done with World Cup play. Yeah, and then a month later, no, he was done with playing for the national yeah. team. Well, and a month later, that was he never was on their left. Yeah. yeah. But Portugal to me, see, Argentina's been to the top of the mountain many times. Not with Messi. And it, not with Messi, but Portugal to a nation like that, it would mean. That much more. I'm, I'm on with Ronaldo. I like Ronaldo. Not to take anything away from Messi because Messi, like I said, you're talking about LeBron and Jordan in their primes going against one another. And this is this is probably close to the last run for these guys as the two best players in the world. Father time is undefeated. And I think this is it for these guys. Well, big, so, big props to uh, Ronaldo today. Real Madrid advanced to the uh, Champions League final third year in a row. It's pretty wild. Well, as far as Messi goes, 
Have you ever seen anyone athlete do more with less than Messi has? No. He is straight skill. Mm, absolutely. Like I mean, absolutely. And it's kind of it's kind of like Harden versus Westbrook. Because when you look at Ronaldo, Ronaldo is a top shelf athlete. Could have been track and field, could have done other things. Messi, was he not playing soccer, would probably be working at Burger King. The ball just sticks to his foot. He is like I've never seen anything talented. like that. Like and I he's mean, quick, which is that's the word we use to describe fast white guys. <laughs> but Messi does not have Very superior athletic. athletic skills. Ronaldo does, but those guys, what they have been able to accomplish over an extended period of time on the biggest stages, is amazing. And the fact that neither one of them has hoisted what is truly. The biggest trophy in the world. Yeah. It's kind of amazing. And they get one more go-round as the two titans in this sport. And, uh, you know, they're up there in in hallowed gr- hollow ground with the greatest of all time. And it's awesome to see these two guys in their prime get to go at it. And I hope they don't let us down. Yeah. I think what everybody would love Germany to see would, and win it all. would be Portugal and Argentina in a final together. That would be perfect. I don't know if it lines up, but I don't it would be amazing. So, well, you 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 won't know because of the way the seating is and all the rest of that. So anyway, I'd like to see the USA win the World Cup myself. I'd like to see the USA be in the World Cup. I'd like um, to see the USA have a soccer team. So anyway, <laughs> you you threw me off with the World Cup stuff, but you did. I think Messi is like I, I do not know of another athlete that's done more with the least athleticism than Messi. Like, I watch him, and I'm like, oh, my God, how are people not stealing that from him? And it's the ball, soccer ball, sticks to his foot the entire time. But moving back to what we were talking about earlier, when you were talking about um, uh, NBA coaches and stuff like that, in the pop era, and then I found an old stat up through 2016, how many coaches each team – has had in the Pop Popovich era. How long has Pop been there? Twenty one years, twenty two years. Is it twenty one? So can we average it? What's the, I don't understand the question. Okay, the question is the during the Pop had. era okay. that he's been there. Let me think. Memphis had has had thirteen coaches. Jeez. Orlando and Washington have had they've had twelve. Brooklyn, Detroit, L.A., and Sacramento eleven each. Chicago, Cleveland, Denver, Golden State, New York, 10. All right, that's sufficient because you're cutting in my time to talk trash about Baker Mayfield. Okay. But well, that is amazing, and the it shows the, – the, that goes back to what I was saying about Quinn Snyder, is the, the chances that Quinn Snyder is going to have longevity like Greg Popovich is minimal. How many coaches have Utah had? Utah had two in that same time frame. And that's that was, up to 2016. And that was Jerry Sloan and Quinn Snyder, correct? Yep. So okay. – that Maybe makes my I point got it, more but realistic. you know, Jerry Sloan had all those Carl Malone, John Stockton teams, and now he's got Donovan Mitchell, and in two years, bro, a really good draft pick, bro. I got a real problem. With, <laughs> I got a real problem with you. With me, Utah Other than also the fact that, that I beat you at dodgeball. Utah also had uh, Ostertag. Okay, yeah, they did have Greg Ostertag and, and, and Mark Eaton. Who drafted Greg Greg Ostertag? I don't know. Where did we see originally? The Vancouver Grizzlies, baby. That's right. I knew that. 
Yeah. All right. I don't know why I knew that, but I think I did. Why do you know that? You sure? Yeah. I think he was their expansion. He was like their first pick. No. You're thinking of the wrong big white guy. You're talking about oh, big, that was big, you're you're talking about big country. Yeah. Damn it. Never yep. mind. Good I try. Know. I'm fired. Yep. 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 See, you're a racist. <laughs> Dude, you know what? I've been holding on too long for this. Oh, God. Here we go. <sighs> How in the world was I about ready to text you guys on the first round of the draft night saying, I told you the Colts were going to get Bradley Chubb, and then the Broncos got him? What? The heck? Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. That is a Are you fearsome, fearsome duo. And here's the thing. You're kidding me. Unbelievable. Cleveland. Fools. Dude. <laughs> I can't even begin to tell you how badly they've screwed this up. Mm. And you know what? It's fair to say that we're not going to know the outcome of this draft for 32 games from now. Two years from now, we'll revisit, and you can look at these players and say, hey, look, here's what's going on. This is the most unbelievable thing I've seen in a long time. The first and the fourth pick, they overdraft the quarterback. Now, Brandon Atkins is good for puffing his chest out on this show. I told you all when Tyrod Taylor was traded for, it meant they were taking Baker Mayfield number one. That was the only way it made sense was they were going to take an undersized mobile quarterback because that's the kind of system they were going to build for Baker Mayfield. They did that. And the reaction from the front office and the damage control that's been done after their fan base melted down has been pretty wild. And they talk about his moxie. They talk about this. They talk about the fact that he's a winner. You want a winner? Winner? Winner at quarterback. What NCAA quarterback have wins translated to in the NFL? Tim Tebow? Ken Dorsey? Gino Toretta? When has that ever translated? It's the measurable, stupid. He was wins 70%. at the NCAA level do not translate, period. He had a 70% uh, where did JT Barrett? Rating. Where did JT Barrett get drafted? JT Barrett's been the the quarterback on one of the winningest teams. They just in, signed in, him as a free agent. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he, he didn't get drafted. Yeah. You cannot take a guy that does not have the measurables. And the tape, I'm here to tell you what the tape shows. It shows the guy that tries to do too much consistently is a little bit athletic and will not translate. His upside in the NFL, I'm going to tell you his upside is, Trent, listen very carefully. Okay. The upside for Baker Mayfield, if you watch their college tape, is Andy Dalton. A guy with an okay arm that's a pretty good leader and a pretty good athlete. The upside for Baker Mayfield is Andy Dalton, and they took him with the first pick in the draft. If you look at the measurables in terms of 40 time and his his uh, cone time, mm-hmm. almost exactly the same as Sam Darnold. So if you look at the tape of Sam Darnold, who has a legitimate NFL arm, who has legitimate NFL size and has legitimate NFL hair, how is Baker Mayfield your guy? I don't get it. I really, really don't get it. The same Baker Mayfield that came up big and won some big games is the same guy that lost his Texas Tech all by himself because he would not check down underneath and kept trying to throw the ball down the field, regardless of the situation. 
You can't take that out of a guy. Baker Mayfield is going to get destroyed in the NFL. Mark my words. He is not athletic enough. And the comparisons to Russell Wilson are crazy. In any situation in Russell Wilson's life, he's been the best athlete on the field or court or diamond, period. Russell Wilson is an unbelievably athletic man. Baker Mayfield was a walk-on at two schools for a reason. He's not athletic like that. I think the big everybody's comparing him to Russell Wilson. That's whew. the big difference is that Russell Wilson has the hands of a seven foot <laughs> man. Have you seen Russell Wilson's hands? Have you ever paid attention to how big they are? Nah. They are out of whack with normal biology, like Giannis's hands. Giannis oh. has the largest hands on the planet. Yeah, his so, hands are like three feet long. Well, Russell as Wilson has a scaled down version of those hands. Wilson, as he's getting out of the pocket, can do the you know he's athletic, more athletic than Baker, but he can also do the pump fake stuff. He'll that ball will never leave his hands as he's getting out of the pocket, and his plays are always alive. Baker Mayfield, Mayfield, I'm great. You're competitive, blah blah blah. No defense in the you know the uh, Big Twelve at all. None. So you're gonna you're gonna take and compare someone who played quarterback at NC State and at Wisconsin, a running back, you know, Big Ten running back first, and he, he translates. You just can't do it like this. Well, the other thing, when the I, other guy that whose name gets thrown out here is Doug Flutie. Doug Flutie again. What about Drew Brees? Drew Brees. Drew Brees was uh, Drew Brees beat Andy Roddick in tennis in high school. They were peers in Austin. That's what kind of athlete Drew Brees mm-hmm. is. Drew Brees is a supreme competitor. Baker Mayfield does not have that type of athleticism. I keep hearing Doug Flutie's name invoked. But why Doug did six Flutie, teams want him? Who wanted him? Six teams wanted to either really? trade up or draft him. Did they really? That's what their reports are now. Just like the Patriots wanted Lamar Jackson, right? Well, I never heard it's of that. It's Game of Thrones, brother. Yeah. It's a shell game. So who feel bad for Lamar out. Jackson? Cleveland got punked out. Don't feel bad for him. Why? Lamar Jackson will be Lamar Jackson's gonna be just fine. I hope so. Just fine. Sitting behind Mr. Flacco for a couple of years? A couple of years, maybe. Joe Flacco is on his way out in Baltimore. The fan base there has they have given up on him. Ozzie Newsom is out the door. Ozzie Newsom, who once was anointed the best personnel man in the NFL, hadn't had a good draft in a very long time. Flacco was his guy. Flacco is not the leash on Flacco is very very short at this point. He is not the long term answer there. He's making too much money. He's got too many issues with injuries, and he's just not that good. Period. Yeah. Now he does have a Super Bowl ring, so kudos to Flacco for that. But Flacco now is looking over his shoulder, and Lamar Jackson is going to be the guy at some point. The question is, I'll pose this question to you: We're betters here. What is the over-under? Oh, you'll have to stick around to the next segment to see. We're about to post a wager. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats. Check us out on social media at Cheap Seat Radio. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats from Sanford, North Carolina. I was stolen from my parents. I was imprisoned in a cramped cage 
and was touched and photographed completely against my will, solely for somebody's profit. Then I started to grow bigger, and they locked me away for life. If you knew that was the life of a tiger cub, would you still pay to pet her? Learn how they're exploited through petting and photo ops at cubabuse.com. Hey Clarice, can we please put on the new Justin Bieber album? Hold on, Dad will be mad if we don't listen to From the Cheap Seats. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. Alright, going into the break, I was starting a question. I'm going to finish it. I'm going to set the over-under on Joe Flacco's starts for the Ravens. This, this is the number of starts the rest of his career as a Baltimore Raven. Mm-hmm. I'm going to set the over-under at 16 and a half. What say you? Mm. For the Ravens. I don't know how long he has left on his contract. You need to look it up. You need to phone a friend. What do you need to do? But I'm going to need to answer one way. You want to pull the audience? Yeah, pull the audience. Okay. Brandon? Brandon, 16 and a half starts as over. a Raven for Joe Flacco. Way over. You're taking the over. Yes. So you think Flacco's the answer for at least another year or two? Yes. Okay. All right. Now, let's move to some other quarterback situations. I mean, how how is Jackson going to overturn him like starting more than 16 games <clears throat> well, in the next Well, first of all, years? Flacco has been broken. Secondly, he hadn't been terribly effective consistently when he's in there. I'm just asking. I mean, I'm not making a case for Lamar Jackson right now. I just want to see, do we think he has, you know, I don't know. You seem like a Cincinnati Bengals fan trying to rush a good quarterback out of your division. No, I'm glad that Baker Mayfield is coming to the uh, AFC North. And Flacco, here's the thing. We've talked about this before. The way it works in this little hate triangle, the Bengals generally get the better of the Ravens. It's the Steelers. And the Steelers come out of this smelling pretty good at the quarterback position. They may have gotten the best quarterback in this draft. Remember I said that a couple years from now. Well, you know, Mason Rudolph may be the best quarterback in this draft when it's all said and done. I totally agree. And when you take him, his skill set, and the situation he's going into, dude, not only is he under no pressure, there are no expectations until Ben decides to hang it up. Because there's no illusion in this case. Lamar Jackson going into Baltimore has got a chip on his shoulder. He's going to be chomping at the bit to get in there. Mason Rudolph's like, dog, I'm going to stand here and hold his clipboard. And uh, wait till Ben decides to ride off into the sunset and go mess with some co-eds. Well, two breaks ago, me and Trent were talking about how we saw a headline that Big Ben said he's probably got anywhere between two, three, five years left. <laughs> and I, I, I mean, I just think that's funny. Trent said, didn't he talk about retiring last year? Each yeah. of the last three years, he's talked about retiring. I'm going to take the over on Flacco, too. You're going to take the over. Okay. Too much dead oh, it's easy. Right. Right. That's an easy one. If Fair they enough. release him after next year, there's no more guaranteed money, but it's a $16 million dead cap space. That's a lot to swallow on releasing him as of June 1st. Wait, and Jackson's okay. not ready, bro. Like, he can't make, he doesn't make accurate, he's not an accurate passer. He may get injured, but nah, he's athletic, right? I'm All not. Right. I'm which not racist. One of, which which one of the quarterbacks that was drafted in this draft? Oh, go ahead. Dude, I didn't know you were making a point. Go ahead. Well, no, I mean, 
Do, do any of you guys think that Jackson's NFL ready right now? Today? Yeah. I don't think any of these guys are NFL ready. Lamar Jackson was who I was hoping the Broncos would either trade up in the first round like the Ravens did or get in the second round. I think what you have in this quarterback class years. is a bunch of guys who are going to have to have a very good set of circumstances and things got to break their way. There's not a quarterback in this class that blew me away. Now, I want to know because I want to see how close attention you were paying. I want to know which of the quarterbacks that was drafted made this quote. I'm not going to come in like an asshole and act like my shit don't stink. Which one of the quarterbacks that was drafted said that? That's a really good question. Josh Rosen. Oh, well, see, I know his other quote. Of course he said that. I know his other quote. Because he is going to do that. Because that's who he is. Yeah, chip on his shoulder. No, he said what he said. He said he says, three. I'm going to make nine other teams regret the fact right. that they didn't draft That's me. Right. And then when he was given a chance to take it back, what did he say? He said, no, I stand by it. No, he said, oh, yeah, I was only talking about the teams that took quarterbacks. Well, why Dude, did he say nine? No, first nine of all, teams didn't who's the take backup quarterback, quarterback in, in Arizona? Nobody. Who's the starting quarterback? Who's, who's the backup? Stanton. Arizona doesn't have a starting quarterback. That's my retired. point. That's my point. So Carson Palmer's gone. This is Josh Rosen's job from day one. Yeah. That is the worst possible situation for this tool to go into. Josh Rosen is horrible. He's a bad guy. And that mess is not going to play in an NFL locker room. I mean, he's just got a bad look on his face. He does. Too. Like, I mean... Do you know who he reminds me of in terms of his sound bites is Leaf. Oh, Ryan Leaf? Ryan Leaf. And him, like, I mean, Ryan Leaf looked more like the quarterback that you want. Rosen didn't, to me, in my opinion. I wouldn't, just based on his demeanor, I would not choose him. But he reminds me kind of like a Leaf kind well, of guy. Well, that's why I think, I mean, not to be totally a homer, but I think that Elway knew if. Darnold or Mayfield wasn't there. He was going to trade with Buffalo to trade down to let Buffalo go up because he wasn't going to mess with any of these guys. Okay, you guys, you guys missed my question, and I and I let it go, but I can't let it slide. I mean, well, what is it? What's your I question? You said Josh I asked, Rosen you, said I asked you who the backup quarterback now is in Arizona. He tried to answer it. I no, it he Stanton. said Drew Stanton. Yeah, I don't know who it is then. It, it's Mike Glennon. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Lennon, who now that's why we didn't. Jameis yes. Winston drafted. That's why goes we goes to Chicago and signs as a free agent. Oh. Gets Mitch Trubisky drafted. Agrees to a two-year deal with Arizona, and they draft Josh Rosen. That's why we didn't take Mike your Glennon question. Mike Lennon ain't living right. No. That's why we didn't take your question seriously. Yeah. Because you didn't that, realize Glennon was out there. No. No, I didn't realize. I don't care where Mike anywhere where Glennon is. You know what I mean? Like that dude is like garbage. Everywhere he goes, like he, oh, I'm going to sign something with him. Don't stick uh, your neck too out far on that one, Brandon. Exactly. I will tell you this, that last year I thought that Chicago overdrafted Mitch Trubisky. Mm -hmm. Mitchell. I I forgot we used to do that. That's pretty funny. I thought that they overdrafted him. I thought that he would come in and that at best it would take him a little while to develop. He did not much at all right for Chicago last year. I'm going to say this, and I stand by it. There was not a better quarterback prospect in this draft than Mitch Trubisky last year. 
<laughs> I honestly believe that. Sam Darnold is the guy that's got a lot of upside. Darnold should have gone back to school for at least another year. I don't think any of these guys are going to have a dramatic impact in the short term. Baker Mayfield may be a guy that comes in and ignites with the little funky stuff there on the short in the short term. It is not going to play long term in the NFL. Johnny Manziel is a better athlete than Baker Mayfield, and it didn't translate for Manziel. Okay, All okay. the drug stuff aside. Baker Mayfield needs to win two games, and he's the hero of Cleveland. Right? That ain't true. Okay. I got to ask not- this question then. Like, when I was telling you guys – before the draft, that there were like all these quarterbacks are very similar, similar and all that. Why do they not take Bradley Chubb with the first pick and then take a quarterback with the fourth pick? You guys said you had to take a quarterback in the first pick. All you guys said that. Like, oh, no, no, no. Hold, hold up, hold up. Who you're do you right, take? You're right that who I said. Who do you take? I mean, no, no, no. you you are correct in that. What I said was. They had to settle on somebody and take him. I did not in my wildest dreams think that they were going to settle on Baker Mayfield as the best quarterback of this crop. And they're trying to spin it now, but a significant contingent in that front office thought Sam Darnold was the guy. They couldn't even decide, but they the winning half of that, of that general manager think tank Decided they were going to go with Baker Mayfield. I don't see that his skills are going to translate. If they think he's going to be Russell Wilson, they are sadly, sadly, you guys sadly also said mistaken. Chubb wouldn't go lower than four. And the fact that they whiffed on Bradley Chubb said, twice, that is what they're really going to rue. Four or five, Trent. Come on, dude. Dude. The fact that Cleveland passed on Bradley Chubb twice. Something crazy is going to have to happen in Cleveland. And that's why Trent's all happy. That's not the biggest fail they could have possibly Dude, I, made. Because he now, Trent's like, you had to have gotten a, excuse the pun, chubby, when you saw that Bradley Chubb was on the other side of Von Miller now. Hey, I was hoping they were going to get the other Chubb, too, his cousin, so we could have the chubbies there in Denver. But, man, I give Elway an A. Shoot, almost an A-plus for this draft. Well, With we With everything they did. Cortland Sutton, Royce Freeman. Royce Freeman may end up being the best running back out of all of these and guys drafted. Denzel Ward's not even the best corner in the draft. Nope. That's where the real problem is. And you're talking, you're talking to an Ohio State guy here. Yep. Denzel Ward's not even the best cornerback to come out of Ohio State in the last couple of years. Not the best defensive back. There's no way he was worthy of the fourth pick in the draft. That's just how it is. That's Cleveland Browns. And they're saying that we felt like we got our lockdown corner. If you guys think that he's in the Patrick Peterson, uh, Darrell Revis type, Jonathan Joseph, not not even by any stretch of the imagination. Dude, you could have gotten Mike Hughes out of UCF with the 30th pick. Like, easily as good. Mike, what what would just happen? Cornerback. Oh, gotcha. you could get as good, if not better, player that you you stretch out for like for top four, perhaps. Play. And they were in love with Denzel Ward, and I don't know why. Um, I I just don't know. I don't know anywhere where I saw anything like Denzel Ward being projected there. But to pass on Chubb twice, it's crazy. 
Now, Cleveland may have redeemed themselves at the top of the second round when they got Nick Chubb, who inexplicably fell into the second round after having been a consensus top 10 pick for the last year and a half. That's kind of bizarre to me. Honestly, this is college football is one of my things. I don't know what anybody put on tape and looked at Nick Chubb do versus Saquon Barkley and thought Saquon Barkley should honestly be taken 32, 33 picks ahead. I don't understand. We're going to see if Saquon Barkley is a franchise back very soon. I tend to not think so. You're listening from the Cheap Seats. Check us out on social media at Cheap Seat Radio. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio. Welcome back to the Cat Show. Up next, we have Nico. Nico is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right. A group known especially for their sunspot sleeping, ball chasing, leg rubbing, and of course, companionship. Just look how she struts. It's like she owns the place. And see how she curls up and cuddles her person. The pitch on her purring is simply perfect. Nice one. Fantastic cat. But really the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Nico is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Hello, I'm Rob Beckley, lead singer of the band Pillar. I served in the Army Reserve for eight years, and it taught me lessons in teamwork, leadership, and organizational skills that I still use today. Serving part-time in the Army Reserve also offers skill training, money for college, and bonuses up to $20,000. So if you're up to the challenge, talk to your local Army Reserve recruiter today, or check us out online at GoArmyReserve.com. You too can be Army strong in the Army Reserve. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. You may not like your seats, but you'll love the show. All right, welcome to the final half hour from the Cheap Seats. I'm Chris DeLambert, Brandon Atkins, and Professor Trent Nichols. It's gotten a little salty in here a couple of days, or a couple times today. And Brandon, you said during the break... Cleveland had the perfect situation. And on paper, to me, they could not have made a worse mess of it. I totally agree. Browns. Yeah. It, who knows? Yeah. And, and, you know, what we may all have egg on our face a couple of years from now is, is, you know, Baker Mayfield hoist the Lombardi trophy. I just don't see it happening. My point from a couple of weeks ago was that if you take Bradley Chubb Hell, I don't care. You take Saquon Barkley, you're not going to be in contention for the Super Bowl. You're probably not going to be in the contention for like the playoffs. Well, let's let's let's. And you might be in queue. Like, if you get Rosen at like, I mean, not that I'm a big big fan, but if you get somebody like Rudolph with that late a pick, dude. I mean, you could get your pick somewhere down the road. Okay, hold on a second. Let me let me ask you a question. So, Nick Chubb, do you agree with me that he has the potential to be a top-shelf NFL back? Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Not anymore. So, what you've got, what you've got at the skill positions Cleveland. for Cleveland is Josh Gordon, Jarvis Landry, David Njuko, who is a nice tight end, Nick Chubb. That's some weapons, brother. That's some weapons. And – They've still got a gazillion dollars in cap space out there. 
I'm not sure that with the right quarterback, this team couldn't push for the playoffs this year. And and frankly, the AFC North, Pittsburgh's still the bad bully on the block. The Ravens aren't any good. What did Tyrod Cincinnati's Taylor not do any Buffalo? good. Did he What's take that? him to the playoffs, Tyrod Taylor? Tyrod Taylor went to the playoffs last okay. year. Buffalo broke the streak. They've well, been there for 14 years since they've been to the playoffs. Tyrod Taylor could do it with Cleveland this year. Maybe. And if he does, that creates a real problem. Because if you think Baker Mayfield's going to be a good citizen sitting holding a clipboard, you're confused. Yeah. So I just don't know. I just don't see the long-term upside from Baker Mayfield being the same as a guy like Sam Darnold. Now, let's explore the other quarterbacks that were taken. Josh Allen. What do you think, Trent? See, Obviously I, I was not o- much. I was always afraid of Josh Allen because the first thing everyone says is that he's got a rifle arm. He's he got has a huge, a huge arm. And to huge, me, that means John Elway is going to draft him because that's all we do is pick quarterbacks with huge arms. I think... He's going to be successful going into that Buffalo Bills system, and he'll be he'll be a good quarterback. I'm going to I'm going to say something about Josh Allen. You're talking about Buffalo, who may play in the most adverse conditions in the NFL. You have to have a big arm to play in Buffalo. To play there in November, you have to have an arm to get the ball through the elements. Josh Allen has that. Josh Allen's six five two thirty three. He's got the measurables. The problem I have with Allen is his decision-making and his accuracy. That was the same questions, though, with Flacco coming out. This is a Flacco clone. Mm-hmm. He's not that athletic. He's got a little bit of wiggle to him, maybe more than Flacco, by a skosh. But he's a big, tall, big-armed quarterback. If they can get him to throw the ball accurately, he may be a good fit for Buffalo because you have to have a big arm. To be honest, a guy like Baker Mayfield doesn't have enough arm to play in Buffalo. Tyrod Taylor didn't have a big enough arm to play in Buffalo. Josh Allen may actually be a good fit because of that because I don't think there's any disputing. He has an arm akin to Ryan Mallett. Or a guy like that. The problem is, same as Ryan Mallett, Ryan Mallett couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. And in a couple of stops since he left New England when they so quickly bailed on him, Ryan Mallett's flamed out. Now, Ryan Mallett's also kind of a knucklehead. And if you're going to anoint one of these quarterbacks' knucklehead status, I think you have two to choose from. You got Baker Mayfield, who's had some notoriety already to say the least but then you have Josh Rosen Josh Rosen's just not a nice guy and I don't think that he has the skills that will translate and can transcend his inability to be a nice guy I think he's got an awful lot like Brandon said of Ryan Leaf in him and I don't think that projects well to the NFL that said he's going to be the guy from day one in Arizona I'm sure Mike Glennon is breaking things. And it's like, what did I do to deserve this? And I've said all along, I've said for years, Mike Glennon has as much arm talent when he's hot as anybody I've ever seen at the college level. Mike Glennon is the reason Russell Wilson 
transferred from NC State to Wisconsin because they felt like they had to get Glennon in there and they wanted two years of Glennon versus one year of Russell Wilson. That's how much talent Mike Glennon had. And Mike Glennon, when you look at accuracy, release, velocity, the measurables, they're there. There's something about his personality that has turned people off because nobody in any circumstance in the NFL has been like, we're going to anoint this guy and he's going to be our dude. He went as a mid-round pick to Tampa Bay and couldn't get a fair shake. And even when he went in and played pretty well, they still were like, and we're going to bring Winston in. He goes up to Chicago, and before the ink is even dry on his contract, they draft Trubisky. He, he goes was. out to Arizona and certainly had to feel like, finally, I'm good. Now, speaking of other guys that got sh- shafted, how about A.J. McCarron? A.J. McCarron couldn't wait to get out of Cincinnati. Even took them and filed a grievance to have himself declared a free agent. Was the last man standing in the free agency carousels among quarterbacks. And now is on the outside looking in. And is a lady in waiting. Just waiting to be overtaken by Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Kind of funny. And when you look at it, Cincinnati didn't take another quarterback. They've got to be tired of Andy Dalton's act at this point where they're thinking, man, we've put enough of a squad together here that we should be able to push for a Super Bowl and they can't get out of the first round of the playoffs. How many more times is Andy Dalton going to do that before they're like, you know what, let's get A.J. in here. McCarron might have been in the best situation possible. A.J. Green to throw the ball to, but he couldn't wait to get out of there. There's a lesson here, young men. Young women. Sometimes the grass is not always greener. And if you don't think so, ask Mike Glennon. <laughs> Show Iotani. How's that whole both sides of the, the baseball working out? Uh, what a pitch and hit. Well, he is injured. Yeah. Now. How'd he get injured? He got injured uh, batting, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yeah. Interesting. It's going to be hard. There's a reason that pitchers don't get used as pinch runners and that, you know, the manager kind of looks the other way and doesn't fuss when guys don't run balls out to first base when they're pitching. Pitching in Major League Baseball, Brandon Atkins literally just took his headphones <laughs> off and walked out of the building. Oh, my God. Shohei Otani and every other MLB pitcher out there, there is nothing that requires a perfect set of circumstances like pitching. You can't be dinged up a little bit and be effective as a pitcher. Mm-mm. So Not running a, the bases. Nothing nothing on your body part no. can hurt. No. Maybe your ear. Maybe your ear. Well, unless it's an inner ear infection, then you throws off it your equilibrium, and then you're screwed. That's so right. Nothing. I take that back. So the chances of him being able to make to to remain in pristine condition while he's playing offense minimal. I just don't I, I hate to say this because I want this experiment to work. I really, really do. I just don't know that it can. And this may be the start of a downward spiral. That's what that's what I was afraid of when I heard that he had a severely sprained ankle. Now he's missing time. 
He's going to miss a start. I think that was supposed to be tonight or Tuesday night. I think if it continues, I don't know how long they can last. Yeah, I was watching a, I was watching a ball game the other night. I was watching the Brewers and, and Reds. And uh, Jonathan Villar was on first base and on a pickoff attempt got hit in the ribs with the ball. And it hurt. You know, <laughs> Votto kind of olayed it and it hit him in the ribs. Then he goes down and he steals second base. And on the throw to second, Scooter Jeanette whiffs on it and he gets hit in the shoulder with a ball. Twice gets hit with baseball running the running the uh, bases. And the first thing I thought was, man, he's going to be bruised up. That's going to hurt for a week. And I went to Otani and I was like, that's the kind of stuff you run the risk of because baseball players are always dinged up. Dude, you jump back to the base and you jam your finger. Yeah. You're screwed. I mean, come August and September, everybody's dinged up. Your pitchers that are dinged up are on the DL. It's going to be interesting to see if this works. I really, really hope that it does. Yeah. So, Brandon, we're back to football. No, I'm, I'm, I want to jump in here on the baseball stuff. All right, cool. Cool, cool. What you got? Um, Matt Harvey's partying report, not a big deal. I didn't know there was a report, so it must not have been a big deal. Why? Why is he partying? Dude, he's – doesn't uh, Stugatz call him the fake ace? He is a fake ace. Well, he's a bullpen pitcher now, so – But Matt Harvey, isn't he one of those guys, bait. man, if he wasn't in New York – He's the dark knight. He is the dark knight. But if he, was, dark. if he was in Minnesota or Milwaukee, would we know Matt Harvey's name? We would, but right now his uh, his control problems and his how much he stinks, we probably wouldn't even care. It wouldn't be a big – him getting moved to the bullpen wouldn't be a big deal. Well, you look at the rest of that New York staff, it's amazing how Harvey kind of was, was forefront in our consciousness. But, man, you look at Syndergaard. When he's on, is there anybody better? Dude, all of them? No. Not absolutely not. That dude is scary. Clayton Kershaw right now, but no, he's. I mean, he came out the first game of uh, spring training. He was throwing 103 miles an hour. <laughs> that's ludicrous. I mean, man. come on. All right. So and yesterday, Chris, I saw you wearing an Orioles jersey. Yeah. Oh. What do you th- What do you think about Adam Batman Jones? Adam Jones is dope, man. Adam Jones is one of those guys. If Adam Jones played for the Yankees. Or for the Red Sox or for LA, Adam Jones would be a household name. Yep. Adam Jones is a legitimate star. You see what I did? Adam Jones is famous, though. I took Adam Pac Man Jones and made him Adam Batman Jones. I like that. And neither one of you guys appreciated that baseball. Not a bit. Sorry. But Adam Jones is the perfect example because you look at Matt Harvey and he was sort of a flash in the pan, got, you know, dubbed the Dark Knight and was a big deal because he's in New York. Baltimore. Just not a big market like that. And Adam Jones is a guy that kind of toils in obscurity like Joey Votto, Paul Goldschmidt, even Freddie Freeman. Those guys don't get any national run because they're not in that handful of markets. So is he the most important player in Baltimore since Cal Ripken? Yes. Adam Jones? I would say so. Mm, Manny Machado is Mm. pretty there. Adam Jones, unfortunately, gets a lot of grief due to him being African-American. So a lot of time when he gets national 
publicity, it's because of these idiots that are doing stupid stuff and saying stupid stuff to them. So he it's didn't kind of wild that. in 2018 that that's still a thing. <laughs> All right, we'll see you to wrap it up on the other side. You're listening to From the Cheap Seat. Send us emails at cheapseatradio at gmail.com. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats from Sanford, North Carolina. Everyone deserves a decent place to live. Everyone. Kiramutu todos. Decent shelter is something we all need to thrive. Through shelter, we empower. Visit Habitat.org to donate today. My name is Forrest, Forrest Gump. My mom always told me, you don't have to sit down close to see the action. Sometimes it's better from the cheap seats. And that's all I gotta say about that. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. Alright, welcome back to the final segment of From the Cheap Seats. This was almost in the book, and this has been painful, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie, I do want to... I want to make sure that we talked about every one of the quarterbacks that was drafted this year. Did we miss anybody? I'm talking about the the first everyone that was drafted this year. I think the Patriots took somebody in like the seventh no, round. No, 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 no. I'm talking about I'm talking about the the ones that were taken early. Um, well, I think we got all five, right, Brandon? Yeah, I mean, we talked about Jackson. We talked about Baker. We we talked the least about Sam Darnold, which is probably the best quarterback in this whole. So. Is he who you would take if you were a GM of a team that had that pick? Um, Needing a quarterback. If if I had to take a quarterback, mm-hmm. I would take Sam Darnold with the number one pick. But I think Mason Rudolph is like an amazing pick. Like, I mean, they were talking about him being top three, at, you know, midseason. So I feel like from the very beginning, you take the best player – or players in the draft if you have the number one and number four and pick. And then you get lucky on maybe – I mean, just think about Mason Rudolph got picked with what, the 20th? How late did he go? Oh, he's third round. Yeah. No, he was real late. Dude. He wasn't first round. There was only five in the first round. People are saying six or possibly seven, but there was only five. I mean, to me – and I look at Jackson, he's not ready. That guy looks kind of – this is going to – I don't want to come off the wrong way, but he looks kind of like a kid to me. You know, he just – he's not very accurate. So, Sam Darnold would be the one. Um, Rosen, I'm not a big fan of. Josh Allen, like you said, big arm, but not much else. A lot of development. Everybody got sold. And now I'm reading something that New England – they're trolling people like crazy. Like, they're saying, we would have traded up to get – Baker Mayfield. I mean, just well, yeah. after the fact, they're trolling people. I love New England, man. For I mean, they that. just I hate them so much, but they're 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 so low key. They got Mich- uh, Michelle. Sony Michelle. Oh boy. I love it. That's going to throw some wrenches in your guys's football draft. It may. It may. That's a heavy running back and now dude, how is he not going to be the feature back? Well, and also, and well, one thing, I'm sorry, real quick. I think it was somebody from the Patriots organization that broke that he had the bone-on-bone thing in his knee so nobody else would touch him. Well, I'll also say, last night I watched some of the ESPN Saquon Barkley Chubb thing. Did you see this? So they went through their whole process, the draft process before the draft. Mm-hmm. 
Chubb, and I'm going on record right now, is so by far the better person. Barkley, I don't know, man. He, there's no substance there. I'm sure he's a great athlete, but like um, Bradley Chubb going coming out of high school was over the 700th best prospect coming into college. But that guy's like amazing, and he's humble. I feel like that's your guy. We said, so, I mean, we implored Cleveland for months. What is it about everybody not Bradley wanting to take Chubb. ACC players? Like, I don't know. whether it be Jason Tatum, Bradley Chubb. I don't know. And it was funny because I watched Charles Barkley the other night have his Jason Tatum moment. And after the Celtics dealt with Philly in the first round, which was a little surprising the way they were able to handle it, in the postgame, Charles Barkley says, Well, everybody's talking about. Donovan Mitchell and Ben Simmons. I'm not sure that Jason Tatum's not better than both of them. Did he turn Welcome aboard, brother? I know. Uh, did he turn board. around and say that he would shut Bill Russell down too at the he same time? That was funny. Yeah. And, and Bill Kareem. Russell tweeted him and said, Yeah, Bill Russell tweeted him and said he's got a better chance of being struck by lightning than to hold me. Which <laughs> or was, win a championship. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. But my Part thing with Bradley Chubb is I, I watch as much college football as anybody. Yeah. I didn't see a better player than Bradley Chubb last year, period. When we drafted him, I told my wife, I'm like, honey, this is like DeMarcus Ware and Von Miller back United, but Von Miller is now DeMarcus Ware, like 15 years younger, <laughs> and we've got Von Miller as the young dude. It could like, be Like, this is psycho. It, it could psycho. be psycho. I will it give Chris be. props. He was talking about Chubb way before – I knew of him, but he was. You were hyping this praise early on. Before Bradley I Chubb got is a, a beast, and by all accounts, is a great kid. So we'll see how it all shakes out for him. I'm interested to see Saquon Barkley. To me, I saw him disappear. Be interested to check his stat line against Ohio State for the last couple of years. One last thing about Chubb: before the draft, I did hear him compared to Von Miller in the way that he's good on the field and he can. He's like advertising guru. Like I mean, he's so marketable. So you could see him doing all the like the cool commercials and stuff like that, and then ripping quarterbacks' heads off. Well, I already ordered my wife a uh, Chubb jersey, and I got a Jake Butt jersey. So we'll be <laughs> Chubb Butt in my house watching the. Broncos I know that you really did win that the too. AFC West because you have been talking about Jake Butt for two years. And well, I that love and Bowles. So, so I'm going to have a Garrett Bowles and the. Away jersey is going to be butt. She's going to have an orange chub, dude. Man. It's freaking awesome. Can't wait. This is the most excited I've been about the Denver Broncos since when Peyton Manning signed. Because of why? Because of why? Because of this one draft pick? Because of Case Keenum and because of Bradley Chubb dude. and because of Royce Freeman and because of Cortland Sutton. Dude. Our defense is back. We've got players that won't lose us games. And then in two years when Case Keenum's done, Jim Kelly's nephew, mystery irrelevant two years ago, is going to be our quarterback of the future. Boom, baby. And the Cleveland- I promise you. I promise you that Chad Kelly's not going to be the quarterback. He's competing for the I'm second time right, right now, now. With Paxton Lynch. We just talked about how he good a young man Bradley Chubb is. He Chad Kelly's the opposite of that. <laughs> Jim I Kelly. Jim that. Kelly said he's a good dude. Yeah. 
Yep, Jim Kelly vouched for him, getting him into Ole Miss, too. Yeah, and then his cancer came back. Nice job, Jim. You jinxed yourself. Karma. <laughs> That's all right. And Jack Kelly, Cleveland, not a good kid. Cleveland picked some actor with a uh, like a middle tooth with a fourth pick in the draft. <laughs> I wonder if Denzel Tom Ward Cruise. has a middle tooth. I'm going to do, I have to do some digging on Google that. Google it. All right, guys, a couple minutes left. Any thoughts going into this? I say Boston is going to beat Philly in seven. I say Toronto will beat Cleveland in six. I think Boston will end up playing Golden State in the finals this year and lose in five. Wow. I don't agree with any of that. As we speak, four minutes left in the first half, Cavs, Raptors, um, uh, Cavs have shortened it to a seven-point lead to the uh, Toronto. All right. I think Toronto is going to get past Cleveland in six. I do think, as much as I'd like to see Boston beat Philly, it's just not going to happen. I think Philly gets by him in six. Um, and out west, I think the Rockets are going to find a way to beat Golden State. I really do. I think you're. I think Golden State and, and Houston are on a collision course. I think that Houston gets by them in a great series. And um, I'm going to go with Houston to win the championship. They better be on a collision course because we've been waiting all year for that matchup. Oh, I, I, I don't think State. it's. I don't think there's any chance that it's not Golden State Houston mm. in the in the Western Conference Finals. I don't think there's any chance of that. Who's Golden State even playing right exactly. now? Exactly. Who are they playing? They're serious. Utah's playing Houston. Who's Golden State playing? They're playing New Orleans. <laughs> oh yeah, forgot. you forgot about Anthony Davis, man. And we were talking about people with with malformities. What about the Unibrow? My future Celtic center, Anthony how Davis. How do I forget him? How did, how did Anthony Davis not find his way to Boston by the end of this season? I thought it was a dead They're set certainty they were going to make it happen. Yeah. Oh, you know, I think Paul George should end up in New Orleans next year. Um, that's Paul a George, horrible idea. Holiday, Davis, Boogie Cousins. Not a bad. If they bring Boogie Cousins back, they can't sign anybody. They've got to do some creative math to get Boogie signed if they give him a max deal. They can't there's they can't bring anybody else in. I think Quinn Snyder should replace Roy Williams when Roy retires. I think that's a great idea. Quinn Snyder to, to UNC as the next head coach of the Tar Heels. How do you feel about that? Roy's not going anywhere for the at least the next five years. No, because he's got years. Nas. Nas hey, Little, bro. bro. Who's Nas Little? I don't even know who that is. Nas Little, Kobe White. Dude. This dude is doing it. He's doing it with like duct tape, mirrors, Elmer's glue. He said all this Elmer's glue. All, all this like negative recruiting over the years. He's like probably got Nas Little recorded this name. Might be the player of the year next year. Now Ooh. UNC can be a one and done factory Ooh. like everybody else. That's what the, name am I recording? Nas, Nas Little. Little. Is his name really Nas Little? Yeah, it is. It's actually Nasir, but... Oh, okay. I was going to say, God. It won't be Nas Zion. Little. What do you think about Zion Williamson, bro? I think Zion Williamson is uh, an overweight tub of goo who will not do anything at Duke. That's I think I Virginia think. will win the ACC again, and Duke and UNC Did DeAndre will be Hunter decide to come back or not? I don't know. For who? Virginia? Yeah, he, he was exploring. He, I don't remember yeah, if he signed with he, an agent. We're going to have to check that out. Yeah, I'm not Is sure. Is Zion going to be the overweight lover, heavy, heavy Z? The overweight lover, heavy Z. The girls, the girls, the girls, they, girls love they love me. me. Oh, my God. I All right, feel guys. like we're all sitting around hoping this we're ends. We're watching the clock at this point. I want to go recording? home and watch the, I watch the end of the game. All right, so. It's only halftime. 
By the way, LeBron James. LeBron James. What's That's my Martin Jackson. What's that guy's name in uh, Virginia? DeAndre Hunter. Are we looking to see if he's on there? We're going to have to start talking about the NBA draft at some point to like get all of our coverage in. I don't think that Brandon's paid this much attention to the NBA in like 30 years. So now he can come out. You know, I haven't paid attention this much in like See? 41 years. See? I think I will say this year is the best regular season I've seen in a long time across the board with like, um, you know, all the young players and all the parody leading up to where LeBron beats Houston in the, the finals. Well, you know, what we didn't talk about, though, and we started to we got caught up in a break, but OKC. So the big three that went there, I don't even think at this point OKC wants to keep George or Carmelo. So the question is, what next? And if I'm LeBron, why not go to OKC? Me and Russell. What do you think? Let's do that. Let's do that. Westbrook and LeBron. Actually, I was thinking about the other day. LeBron James, if he matched up with Russell Westbrook, that would be so filthy. Because he could go even more on, you know, you know, like with Kyrie, he would just give it to Kyrie for a little bit. He wouldn't even have to do that. Well, and like think Russell about it Wilson. too now is, is you said that the difference maker for Cleveland was Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson showed up. Steven Adams shows up every night. He's going to get down there. He's going to get you some nastiness in the paint. He's going to get you some rebounds. He's going to do his thing. You don't have to hope for him to show up. He's going to do it. You got the three of them. Why not? We should that. I should be a GM. Thanks for hanging out with us from the Cheap Seats. We'll do better next week. Love you guys. Check us out on social media at Cheap Seat Radio. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio.